Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, now, Panthers v. the Eels. What? Oh, man. That was like... That was... The standard of that game compared to other games was like origin compared to club. Like, that's yep. how intense this game was. Uh, I knew the Eels were going to come out strong, but I didn't think they were going to come out this strong. I, I actually think that they... You know, the Panthers' just great standards is what kept them in this game uh, because the Eels, I thought, were the better team for most of the, the, the competition... Uh, most of the, uh, the match. What do you think about this one, Timmy? Geez, it was just a bloody good game of footy, wasn't it? So enjoyable to watch. You know, you get a few rubbish ones here and there. Just, it just delivered on the hype going into it. Um, you know, there was a bit of concern, Parra coming off that Cowboys hiding the, the week before, and I thought they were always going to get up for this. Winning was maybe a little bit of a stretch, but, you know, we spoke about last week how, how concerned we were for Parramatta, and not as a, a top four or top six club, but the fact that we put them in... in having title credentials on them this year. And this is what we needed to see, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like stepping up against the big boys in Penrith. Um, great game of footy and kudos to Parra. Yeah, and I mean, there's two teams that have only lost one game this year, Penrith and Melbourne. They've both lost two, the Parramatta mm-hmm. Eels. So, credit to them. Yeah, that, that's why I believe that the Eels, although they have a tendency to, you know, like they go in and out of the season and... and but the fact that they have beaten Melbourne and the Panthers away away says to me that, like, it almost doesn't matter how bad they play, they still have a chance. They still have a chance because they're the only team that's done that. No, no other team has come close to even doing that. Uh, so can I, can I ask? So <clears throat> obviously now we are, any doubts of Parramatta being a top four team are gone. They're definitely potentially a top four team. Why... Why do they play so good against the good teams when they can play so horribly against the lower teams? Mate, you know, it's just their forward, like their forward pack. When they they turn up and they're keen to play, they're as good as anyone. But if they don't play that dominant, aggressive style, it, they just they don't have option B. Whereas, like, the Penrith Panthers storm, they've got option B, C, and D. Whereas I think the Eels, because they're on the cusp of that top tier, they're still trying to find that, okay, how else? If, if Paulo, RCG aren't completely shooting out line, killing blokes, how do we play our footy? Um, and so it's always just a matter of, like, do they turn up aggressive and energised? If they do, then they're very hard to beat. And I thought credit's Parramatta because Penrith scored their first try in the fourth minute. Yeah. Penrith come out and score in the first four minutes. You're going, oh, fuck, here we go. At home. They got to run a train through us. They then got given the try later to Taylor May, which shouldn't have been a try because of the kick-out knock-on. So it was another thing. There was two moments there where, 
you know, like the reality is the Penrith Panthers are so good that if they get a try that goes their way off a bad call, that's over. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're near impossible to beat on as it is. If something goes their way like that. Yeah. I, I thought Parramatta was – I thought Gutho, mate, I picked him in my team of the week. I thought he was so good. Yeah. Some of the things he did. Uh, you've got there the, the kick and chase out of dummy half, like – that was a huge play. The try that he set up for Ryan Madison, where he sort of like he played through the line, he held it up. That was such good ball play. It's something that I've always wondered if Gutho's sort of got it in him yeah. to be able to ball play like that. Madison off the bench. Fuck. He is playing some good <laughs> footy. Good. Wow. Out. And I think he's off contract. I'm pretty sure he's off contract. So, oh man, if he is just. I can't believe he's not starting. And maybe, maybe he suits their setup better, like the impact that he brings. Is, is really good. Yeah, he's off contract. He's off contract. So to be fair, if he did start on the edge, I, I don't know if they would have won that game because he was so he was so immense through the middle. Yeah. He was. In, I, I would start him every day of the week, but, uh, yeah, I thought he was so good on the weekend. He's the sort of guy that I'm looking at him now going, fuck, he looks more origin ready now that he's coming off the bench yeah. than what he probably did when he was playing. He's definitely a smoky for a bench spot because I think in origin he would kill it, but yeah. it's just, again, they're so stacked. Like yeah. New South Wales are so stacked. Yeah, look, the Eels looked uh, amazing. You know, I think Brown being put back to six, just you could see the way they, you know, they played just much better with him at six. He's so important to them because he just offers that extra weapon that keeps the defence on their toes. Whereas when you have, you know, a guy that isn't Brown, it's just like all we need to focus on is Moses. Like we just need to get him off his game and they're done. They're done. Whereas when Brown's there, it's like we don't know who's getting the ball. Brown, he's, he's, Brown's short side raids are so good. And it just he has improved so much. I, I mean, we always knew he was good. We've been singing his praises at the start of the season. But his attack, it's all just confidence. Like I feel like he's had this attack in him for years. It's just a matter of him realising how good he is and going, I want the ball. I'm going to get, you know, give me the ball, Reedy. Don't give Moses the ball. Uh, overcalls, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, look, yeah, the Eels, I think they're the real deal this year. I truly believe that there's, you know, there's two teams. It's the Storm and Penrith. They're at a tippity top. But the only other team at the moment that is going to challenge them right now is the Eels for a premiership right now. It could change towards the end of the year. Um, I thought Gutho was incredible. I thought uh, Benzini was really good. Bolo, I mean, he, <coughs> Junior Bolo is just like... He, he's been delivering this high-quality footy for so long. We forget he was at the Raiders. You know what I mean? Like, he was, imagine if he was still at the <laughs> Raiders. you forgotten, have you? <laughs> I mean, forgot, forgot, yeah, forgotten losing him? Yeah, oh, right. I forget. Oh, don't he play for the Raiders? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <man. laughs> um, you know, so and, and he, ever since he's come to Eels, like, what's, what's the, the thing that Bolo has that, like, a lot of other forwards don't have is he can go toe-to-toe physically with any forward in the comp, any forward in the comp. But also his silky hands yeah, are then just toe to toe with any seven as well. Like it is just incredible his ability to ball play, footwork. But then also, if you 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 find me the most aggressive forward in the comp, I can get Bolo to to um, match him. You find me the best ball player uh, forward in the comp, <coughs> Bolo will be better. Like I, I think he's probably got the silkiest hands of any front rower in the game. Uh, his footwork also up there with guys like uh, Papali'i, as in Josh Papali'i's for front rowers. Yeah, Bolo was just so so good. Um, he just he's the heart of their pack. Like he's the heart and soul, and he just offers such a difference. Like if you're defending him, you don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to run as you know a line that's as hard as any front rower, or is he going to step? Is he going to poor play? So also his defence was really good. Um, you know, so I 
like I just thought it was an incredible game. Like just a really, really good game. Uh, who else were the Eels? I, I thought Papali'i once again. Yeah, once again. He's a freak. I, I, I had a look at his stats from last year and then compared to this year. He's better this year. Yeah, he actually is better this year, which is crazy it's to think. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Anything else with the uh, Eels? Just on Paulo, I think the one big thing that the probably guys I've looked with him is it's his ability to, to do it in big minutes. Like yeah. if the if Paulo lose numbs in their pack and he has to play extra minutes, he delivers like sixty five minutes of just quality footy the whole time. His endurance is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, like if he had to play eighty minutes in a game, he's probably the biggest bloke out there, and he's quality the whole every minute of that game. You know, look at the Storm guys like Nelson Soffa Solomon, who's one of the best front rowers in the game. But, you know, he'll play off the bench and play 40 minutes or whatever. Mm. Um, Paulo, huge minutes. Yeah, 61 minutes he played on the uh, weekend. In a, in a game that intense. Like, yeah. it's just unheard of. You do not see big boys like that do that no. kind of stuff. Uh, Papali'i, 186 metres, 22 runs, 48 tackles, only three misses, nine tackle breaks, a line break. Uh, I thought Nathan Brown was really good too. Yep. He's so good at momentum shifting. Like, they're under the pump, they're under the pump, then Brown takes it off the back fence, and he just takes that. He may not bend the line, you know, crazy, but it's it's enough to to break the set open and get momentum back on the other side. Um, His really good hit-ups are the ones where he wedges into the A and the, yep. and the markers. Yep. Then he, then they just get on the front foot, and then oh. they start to roll. And it's a, it, it, it's a hit-up that you won't get post-contact meters, you won't get huge stats from it. But it pays dividends two tackles later when they're rolling. Let me read you Brown's stats. A try, 121 metres, 51 post-contact, five tackle breaks, 28 tackles, zero misses. Mate, when are, when are we seeing halves making 28 tackles and missing zero? He, he is just... I tell you what, the, the Eels, I hope they're negotiating now because if he continues doing this... He's going to go straight up to 800k. Like if he keeps playing like this. Uh, NRL.com have Dylan Brown as 20, 28 tackles, no miss, no ineffective, but his efficiency was only 99.96. So I'm not sure where they got that from. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. Give him a hundred, Jesus. And that's nothing. No ineffective tackles. Like Jesus. Uh, another stat which is crazy. Mitchell Moses, 754 meters kicked. Holy shit. I will say, I I thought he was kicking was a little bit off though. Like he wasn't finding grass very often, but after, you know, when I was, like, writing my notes, I was like, I think Moses' kicking game's a little bit off. But then, like, when I thought about the game as a whole, I was like, no, you know what? Like, yeah, he wasn't finding grass, but it was just getting into that grind that he was doing really well where he wasn't overthinking thing, he wasn't overcomplicating anything, except for that one play. There, there's, what, five minutes to go, they're up, and it's a second tackle, and he goes to that play with Benzini, and I was like... Bro, it's a second play. All you need to do is keep the ball down this end. Uh, outside of that, I thought Mitchell Moses was fantastic. Uh, as a 754 kicking metres, crazy. 19 kicks. 19 wow. kicks. Uh, yeah, look, the Eels are the real deal. They're the real deal. I think Reed Marnie is having the best year of his career. I think his service, I think his uh, importance to that team is absolutely mammoth. He made 49 tackles with only one miss on the weekend. Three of them were one-on-one. Uh, and I just think that he... He's so important because his service, he always picks the right person to pass to. Very rarely does Reed Marnie make the wrong choice and go the wrong way. Uh, you know, he's, he's choosing to go down short sides. He's getting more confident. His defense is getting so much better than what it was. Uh, yeah, look, oh, they're the real deal. They're yeah. the real deal. Oh, I think with Reed, we spoke about it a few weeks ago. Don't now think the room. Just put him on for 80 minutes. Yeah. Just let him go. He, he's an 80-minute nine. Um, and it just allows them to be a bit more versatile with, with their forward pack as well. 
Yeah, very, very impressive from Parramatta. Now, the Panthers. Uh, what do you think about this? Abby Corso had a massive game. Two try assists, 58 tackles, uh, 48 run metres. Um, I thought I thought Cleary was a little bit quiet, if I'm being honest. I, yep. I didn't think he had his better games. Better game, sorry. Um, their outside backs were outstanding. Outstanding. This is their outside backs run metres. Dylan Edwards, 259. To'o, 266. Tungor, uh, 108. Crichton, 129. Taylor May, 192. Oh, 266 on return. On return. And he's returned early too, isn't he? In a loss. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, the, not a massive difference, but on the opposite end. He's played yeah. his whole career. like Far out. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, and obviously on the opposite side of the field as well. Yeah, this was an interesting one. I just, I just didn't think they had the same attacking prowess as they usually do. Uh, they didn't seem to be stripping the eels of numbers as much as we thought they would. Uh, I don't think it was a bad game by any stretch. I do think that if you look at last week's game against the Titans, that you probably could have predicted this may have happened if you were, you know, I guess really confident in the way you back things. Like if you watch that Titans game, for 60 minutes they were really poor and it was just clear his kicking game that got them through that. And I think they've come out against the Eels and they definitely... The thing is with the Panthers is what makes them great is even when they're not playing well, they still play good. Uh, and I still think they had a quality game. I just think that the Eels, they were more desperate after the, the few losses they've had, whereas it's very hard. The Penrith Panthers, they have literally gone two years in a row, winning eight in a row to start the year. Very hard to get up for huge, huge matches when you're, um, you know, you're just at a high level all the time. And I honestly just think that was the difference. The Eels had had a poor game the week before, and then the week before that, uh, or a couple of weeks before that, they played poor. And they had a group of 17 men that were desperate to have a good game, whereas the Panthers were more business as usual, which is fucking great business, but they're just that little extra bit. We've got to talk about it, though. We'll try and be quick. That knock-on. <laughs> How they didn't see that knock-on, I'd, I can, for, for the life of me, what I don't get, and we'll try to be quick on this because we don't want to bag the rest too much, but what I'm not understanding is we use the fucking bunker for so much all the time. Why, let's say we give the benefit of the doubt to the two touchies and the ref. He missed it, fair enough. That's, that's human nature. Like he might've been looking somewhere else and they, they were all looking somewhere else, which is okay, whatever. We use the bunker for everything. How the bunker couldn't in just a split second when that ball went down, just replay it quickly in, and go into the ref's ear, knock on, knock on, knock on, because it's a clear knock on. Now I'm sure someone's going to leave in the comment section, the bunker can't rule on knock-ons or something along those lines. I'm sure there's some, because if there's not, that's crazy. Like, as in, if there is no a real reason why they didn't call it, but in a, in a situation where it's so obvious, on top of that, they had so much, t- like, the next play the ball wasn't for, fi- for like 15 seconds or like 10 seconds. So they had time to look at it and go, oi, that was a knock on. Uh, Got to be better because the Eels could have lost that game all because of such an obvious knock. Like, no one's hands were even on the ball. That's what I'm not getting. Like, no one was even around the ball. How did they miss that? What do, what do you think about the knock-on, boys? I mean, if you're going to see them in games, go back three and four players to penalise late shots or whatever. Put people on this? report and that. Yeah, it just, it just seems bizarre. And, mate, th- thankfully it didn't cost Parramatta a win that they thoroughly deserved. I mean, I, mate, I almost feel like I've heard more about the trainer running in front of the goalpost than I have this <laughs> play, which is batshit crazy. Crazy. Oh, bizarre this this trainer running in front of the goalpost how we're even talking about that in a game where literally a bloke knocked it on and everyone could see is insane to me uh 
again, I know people make mistakes, but that to me is just so glaringly a poor error. Um, I, 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 how do you fix that kind of stuff? Because I, I honestly think that the bunker over the last couple of weeks and the refs, their performances haven't been the best. And I hate to say that because they've got the worst jobs in the world. They get no love for when they play really well. And, and we have to respect our refs because they, they do an, a thankless job. But I just think if we're going to judge players' performances, we should judge ref performances. And I think over the last few weeks, it's been pretty rough, I'm being honest. What do you think, Timmy? Yeah, mate, I mean, it's hard to add too much to it. It was an absolute stinker of a decision. Could have had, I was going to say, catastrophic uh, implications. So that's possibly a little bit dramatic for a game of footy. But um, <laughs> as I said, Parramatta got the win. So fortunately, we don't have to be too upset about it. But uh, it's a shocker. And, and you know, hopefully something like that doesn't you know, decide a game down the track. And bigger games, probably mm. more importantly. But, mate, it's hard to add too much. Mate. Tough. What do you think about that? I can't add much, but I think the best part about it was Thurston blowing up after it. That was great. That was so funny. And I he's think, right. He's yeah, 100% right. 100%. I will say as well, and you guys might disagree, but I think it was, I think it kind of evened up with the um, Dylan Brown obstruction. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. In which the, one? The, the try that Panthers got disallowed. The which one are you? Dylan Brown obstruction didn't, but he nearly got there to the tackle though, didn't he? Yeah, but he, uh, didn't he get there? Like he 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 yeah, he but, got he, obstructed. but yeah, but he, he would have got there earlier to to make a better decision. But don't you see? Don't you think he, he got there and then yeah, made but a poor he, decision? The, the time he had to make that decision was less. Whereas if he gets there earlier, it changes everything because. A, that the attacking player is in a, Everyone's in a different position. If he gets there earlier, everyone's in a different position. So it's, it's the fact that it changed his... First of all, it cut down his time to make the choice, but also everything would have been different. So yeah. I can understand oh, that. I think what he's saying, though, it's tough because if he makes that tackle, they don't get a penalty. Right? Like... Sorry, what? Like, yeah, if, if, <laughs> I thought I was talking to a cardboard. Uh, if Dylan Brown would have made that tackle, oh, yeah, sorry, they don't yeah, get a penalty. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Sorry, like, it's play on and everything. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But I, I think it was the right call by the book. Yeah, I, I thought that was absolute. Like, there's some obstruction calls that are a joke and they need to be better, where it's like it has no effect on the play. Like, for example, the Cowboys one yeah. was the biggest joke I've ever seen in my life. Like, it was clear that was a defensive decision. Like, oh. so clear. So, so clear. Whereas the Dylan Brown one, I understand, yes, he ended up getting there. But, for example, as he gets there, he gets stepped on the inside, correct? Yeah. So it's much harder for me if I'm running towards someone to step back and tackle someone. Whereas if I'm already standing there, it's much easier for me to go left or right. So that, that's an example of where maybe he wouldn't have made the tackle, but it was harder for him to make the tackle yeah. because he's running into the area where the person is. So for him to run in and then step back out whilst Toto is coming, that's much harder than I'm already standing stationary in that position and I can go right or left. Much harder to step someone that's standing there can go either way. Then I mean, how often do we see when, when a bloke, bloke makes a break and a fullback is chasing across and he gets stepped back on the inside. If that fullback was already in that position and he, the guy makes a break, much harder to step back on the inside because the player's body is square. 
Um, so yeah, I thought that was that was a penalty. Uh, I mean, look, you could argue the Reed Marnie one. I, I thought that was a penalty try too because if he didn't have a hold of him, um, he would have had more momentum, and he he missed the try line by like a centimeter. Yeah. Like, literally a centimetre. Matter of fact, it was a professional foul. Like it should have been. It was yeah. a professional foul. So, regardless, he was either going to the bin for 10 or was a try. Um, but, yeah, anyway, back to the, the, the Penrith Panthers. Yeah. Look, it is what it is. It's not, not in any way concerning. They still put it on a great performance. Even when they weren't at their best, they were still really fucking good. Nothing to worry about. I think uh, one of the commentators mentioned, I agree, I think they missed Scotty Sorensen coming off the bench. Yeah, his game. impact, for sure. Yeah, his impact, he's, he's been huge the last few weeks. So, yeah, look, I don't want to take anything away from Parramatta's performance because I thought they were the better team. But I just think the reality is with Penrith, you can't be up and a just million can't. every single week. And they have been, not every week, they've been up for years now. Yeah. Literal years. And that's why I mean, like, the desperation of the Eels. Like, put it this way, if Penrith had the same desperation of the Eels... Penrith probably win the game, but because they're uh, and maybe they not probably maybe they win the game because I don't I'm, I agree with you I don't want to take away from the Eels yeah. win. it was it was absolutely magnificent. Um, this could be a dumb question as well, but do you think that the fact that they've now ended that streak of three years of losing at home and now they've ended the streak to start the year eight in a row <laughs> relieves a little bit of pressure? They can just now get on with their job. Would you reckon that doesn't make a difference at all? It's not you're not really pressure. I think it's more just like giving them a reason to fight, you know, like giving them a reason next week to come out and go, we don't ever want to feel that again. Whereas like sometimes you can get used to winning so much. It's very hard to find a reason. Like think about it. They're in the middle of the year. They're hundred percent going to make finals footy. They're hundred percent going to be in the top four. Well, unless something crazy happens, where's the motivation come from? They've already won a premiership. So it's, the motivation comes from losses. It comes from feeling that pain after a loss. So that's, that's what I think will happen with them. Um, them uh, outside of that, good to see To'o back at his barnstorming best. Holy shit, he's good. Dylan Edwards, fuck, he had a good game. Like, if Gutho wasn't as good as he was, Dylan mm. Edwards was, you know, one of the best players on the field. I just think that the, the quality work he gets through and his constant danger, he's just such a good footy player. Fuck, he's good. No longer is he underrated. Like, he's genuine top five fullback yeah. for me. Genuine top five. Uh, at the end of this game, the first thing I thought was, fuck, how good Penrith is going to come off a loss to play Melbourne. Oh, mate. Pappy gets ruled out, which hurts it a little bit, but that is going to be unreal. It is going to be fireworks. Fireworks.